Ahoy and welcome back to Binge Worthy Break. Great start. No. Binge Worthy. <laughs> what did I even say? Binge Worthy. <laughs> this is why I don't do the intros. Oh no. <laughs> All right, let's go again. Ahoy and welcome back to Binge Worthy Breakdown. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kate. And we are the podcast dedicated to all the binge watchers where we review and discuss all related tidbits from everyone's favourite TV shows and movies. Oh yeah. And today is a special bonus episode where we Hello. are reviewing Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah, that was probably the right way to say it. That made me like, woo, Die Hard. <laughs> oh, no, that was very uh, yeah, musical and yeah. uh, lively. Well, it, it was pretty... Um, it was my first time watching the show, Same. the movie, I should say, sorry. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't mind it. I know. I, at first I was like, okay, here we go. I'm Me gonna, too. Like, it's probably going to be really it shit. It started off a little bit, ooh. Like but Bruce, it pulled me in. It, yep, agreed. And it was good. It was a good I movie. really enjoyed it. Yep. Yep, agreed. I um, So at the very start, like the way Bruce Willis was sort of acting – I've never really watched him in anything, if I'm honest. I don't really think mm. I've actually watched him in much. And the way he was kind of like pouting his lips a little bit the <laughs> whole time on the aeroplane and then in the car and whatever, I was just like, oh, no, this is such an 80s movie. Like yeah, this is not going to. But like you said, it it, uh, it actually it was a good film. Yeah. Came good. So our idea today mm-hmm. is to briefly review the movie. What yep. we liked, what we didn't like, um, how it's sort of related to obviously Jake Peralta because we are focusing on Brooklyn Nine Nine at the moment. So no, we we're no. trying to understand what Dan Gore and Michael Schur sort of took from Die Hard mm. and brought it into Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, and Kate and I were talking before we started recording. We were like, "Oh, and then there was this and this. I get this bit now, and this makes sense." Yeah. And, uh, all the references. Uh, yeah, all the different references that they had. So we'll we'll go through. Um, our normal sort of structure, our thoughts on the film, and then we've got a bunch of, like, um, trivia that we found online that are related to the movie, like who else was going to be John McClane and all these other Mm. characters and things like that and how it came about with Alan Rickman and all these sort of things. Just a little bit of fun information we've got uh, for you guys. So we're not hoping this episode will go too long. Good luck. But if you are one of our regular listeners, you know Kate and I love to chat, so... (laughs) What we say will be half an hour yeah. or three hours later? We'll, be, well, surely not three hours for a movie, but Well, with the amount of trivia we got. I know, uh, and it's not even all of it. Uh, As I was scrolling, I was like, there is so much here, but I gave up Who'd in the think end. this movie would have so much trivia? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got you. All right, so you ready to dive into it, Kate? Let's do it. Cool. So, as we said, we are reviewing Die Hard, the first one, obviously. Um, the release date for this film was in 1988, so I wasn't even born. Kate, Neither. were you born? No. no? Definitely not. Oh, Sorry, guys, just real quickly. Happy birthday, Kate. Oh, thanks, guys. Yes, a few days ago it was Kate's birthday, so Kate turned 29. 29, feeling fine. (laughs) How many times did you say that on Thursday? A lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Every sentence. (laughs) How are you? I'm feeling fine. So fine. (laughs) Um, This movie was written by Roderick Thorpe. Jeb Stewart and Stephen E. D'Souza. It was directed by John McTiernan. And it stars, I've written, I've only mainly focused on three of them, which obviously mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, and Bonnie Badiella. Now, mm. do you know who Bonnie is by any chance? No. So I was, as soon as it started, and it had, she had her back obviously to us as she was entering, um, you know, that first opening kind of scene there. Mm. Um, and the, who um, was Alice, was like hitting on her, like, we're going to go out for dinner and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I know this voice. Who is this lady? And obviously they're hiding her face for like the dramatics. I'm like, who is this lady? And she turned around and I was like, damn, I know that face from somewhere. Where is she from? And I had to look her up because I didn't know her name was Bonnie. But mm. she's um, the grandmother from Parenthood. Have you ever watched Parenthood? No. Oh. Hey, did you watch the Christmas film Noel recently, the one that was came out this no. year? Oh, goodness me. Well, she's the neighbour in that movie as well. <laughs> but I recognised her voice. But she's in heaps of stuff. Um, I'll see if there's anything else I remember her from. Yeah. She does have a familiar face. I just, I was like, oh, she's obviously in something else. I just couldn't pick it. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed um, 
Oh, and also, very quickly, the IMDb rating for this film was mm-hmm. an 8.2 out of 10. That's pretty good. Which is not bad. For an 80s film, not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kate, first thoughts? Um, yes. At the start, I was like, oh, here we go. I'm not sure. Like, it's pretty slow. But yeah. then once kind of the whole hostage situation started, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of good. Yeah. And oh, I'm like, I know he survives because there's two, three, and four. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, well, we know he survives. Yeah, I know. It's like, ruin <laughs> Um, But I was like, oh, this is really intriguing. Yeah. I was like, oh, uh, because I started watching it actually quite late at night. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch a little bit of it. And then okay. I'll watch it the next day. No. Finish just, it off. Yeah, just get it ticked off so I was prepped. But I stayed up it- until like 1.30. I was like... I want to know how it ends. Yeah, because it goes for over two hours. I yeah. think it was two hours, ten minutes or something. Oh, um, I, I I must admit, I, I thought that. I was like, oh, it's a long film. and then um, But it didn't feel that long when I was watching yeah. it, honestly. Once, like, I agree with you, as soon as it started the whole hostage thing, because mm-hmm. prior to that I was like, oh, this is going to be so it slow. No really wonder slow. it's two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no. It's like but, half an hour in. I'm like, oh, my God, what's yeah. going on? But it's so good that majority of the episode was action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one thing that I did because like now when they do action movies, there's like a lot of drama to it. And yeah. Like love scenes, this kind of stuff. It's like, no, no, I want an action movie. Provide the action. Yeah. And it, and it was good because it, it focused on that. Yeah. Like it barely focused and kept going back to the hostages because you would think it would be so easy. And to your point, a lot of movies these days, action movie, I'm doing quotation marks, right, where they'll have those big scenes, one every like 20 minutes probably, yeah. like every 10, whereas – and then they would always go back to the hostages and how were they doing. Yeah, exactly. But we didn't like get any of that. background stories of the hostages. I'm like, no, I don't care about the hostages. No, Just even the, the lady that was pregnant, like the only little bit you had was when – Yeah, little bits and pieces. Yeah, it was when Holly was like, we've got a pregnant lady, she needs needs a bed, can I put her on a couch? And they, you know, bartered with like having something else. Yeah. And so she's like, I'll take it. But like that was it. There was no other kind of – care for any other characters to try well, and introduce the, them. Like the backstory of Holly and John. Like there wasn't really too much of no. their story. Like even though that was kind of the main reason why he was there. Yes, and I truth be told at the start, I couldn't work out if they were actually still married. They are. They are. They're just kind of like separated. Yeah. Well because he didn't think that she would be successful in her job. Yeah, but obviously she's been there for quite some time, mm. surely. Obviously if she's as high up as she is and everyone respects her and whatever else and it's Christmas, like I think to myself, how did he not know that she was going by a different name? Did he show no yeah. interest in the fact that she left? Must not have. Or follow, like, And she took the kids. So, yeah. you know, I that was my only sort of like, oh, he he's really um, disconnected from his family. Yeah. Um, but they, did you notice they both had the same photo? Yeah. Yeah. Classic family portraits. Yep. Can confirm I have one of those at my mum and dad's. Can confirm. <laughs> yep. Too. Definitely. With the fugly uh, backdrop and the. <laughs> mum with a perm. Oh, yeah. Mum. Oh, did my mum have one? No. My dad had a moustache. My dad had a moustache too. <laughs> Don't know why that was so in. It really was. And like the real moustache yeah. too. Yes. My dad's was thick. Yep. Yep. Brushed down. Very, um, oh my God, what's his name? Is it Tom Sellers? What's his name? Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck. Um, the guy from Friends and every other show. Oh, Jada Monica. It's Tom Selleck, yeah. isn't it? Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm sure that's him. He's and also got John Cleese big... from Faulty Towers. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, oh. man. Oh, oh, oh. The old man mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom Selleck. Yeah, that's him. I was just double-checking. I'm like, I swear it's him. I swear um, yeah, that was that was the era, wasn't it? Those uh, yeah, it was lovely really mustache. Hey, they're coming back, unfortunately. Yeah, you no, watch the footy these days, and they've all got them. But they're a bit more like thinner and groomed, better. <laughs> thinner and groomed. They're not like massive combs just hanging That's off. That's true. Off than under it's the big nose. old caterpillar yeah. of a lip. <laughs> I do love the uh, French kind of. Oh, I don't. Where they curl them up no, a bit. No, can't. It's do a lot that. of style dedication to that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the movie. Yeah. So the – I'm calling uh, like one of my favourite characters and he wasn't even in it that much. Much, not much. Much. Much was Argyle. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, he made me it's laugh hilarious. so much. And he's, like, talking to the bear. He has no idea what's going on. Guy. And then right at the end when he, like, runs down the van and I'm jumping to the end of the movie here and, like, and then just punches the guy and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> and then, I got this. Yeah. I just He cracked me up. He was, Such like. Such a random addition but, like, made it. Well, I actually thought because I, truth be told, didn't know what Die Hard was about. Like I understood a little bit that there was some sort of a hostage situation purely because of the episode of Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine at the supermarket. Sorry, the the Walmart, wherever they're yeah. at, trying to buy the present with Gina. Um, so I had an idea about that. But then I must admit, I was like, shit, does it start like from the get-go that this guy has to, John McClane has to like, you know, protect his family and whoever else because this random kid has got, he didn't seem like he knew about the limo. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was a bit like, yeah, that's me. I have a limo, and then the guy's like, "Oh, it's my first day." And I was like, "Oh, this seems a bit sus." Ooh, but uh, yeah, it's really turns out it was fine. <laughs> He's just a cool kid. Just a, yeah, he used to be a taxi driver. Yeah, exactly. Was so, I was about to say that. <laughs> so chatty. So, so you married? So you divorced? <laughs> uh, give me a call if you're all good. Yeah, oh, that was cute. That was cute. And he's like, "You're a good bloke." Or well, we didn't say it like that's the Aussie way of saying it, but basically, he's like, "You're good. Good value." <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, then our hostages arrive in their van. Hostages arrive. Not the hostages, they're... The terrorists. Well... They get called terrorists. They do initially. Yeah. But there's... We'll get to it later. I don't know if you've seen, because I've shared my, the trivia with you, but there is a point where the um, the director of the show um, didn't want it want them to be known as terrorists, like, officially. So they're kind yeah. of being said off the cuff um, throughout the sh- um, the movie. People are speculating that they're terrorists, but well, they're actually they're robbers. That's right. But they're actually deemed robbers. And the reason why was because the director thought if it's a movie where it's they're deemed as terrorists and it's an, like that kind of an attack and hostage mm. situation, it wouldn't be that good of a film and people won't relate to it and want to watch it. Yeah. And that's when then they base it around Christmas and so on and so forth. Um, and I was like, oh, that's in-. like, it's interesting that like they they consider all that kind of stuff. Yeah. For they a were a bit film. more free flow. Like they wouldn't use terrorists as a f- more free fr- flowing word yeah. nowadays. No. Like it's such a heavy weight to using that word even True. just like throwing it around but you know 80s was a different time yeah but i guess now anything sort of post 9-11 you couldn't really yeah y- yeah mentioning that word you're you're done yeah you, w- you wouldn't even be picked up no yeah for sure um but our robbers slash terrorists mm-hmm. um have arrived and in their truck in their in their truck and they've you know come out the back and um They've got – actually, no, that's a lie. They had a, the car at the front. Yeah, through the convoy. And they be- pretend they're just, like, having a chat, whatever, and they obviously shoot the um, – The guard? The the guard or was – oh, I guess technically he was the guard. I thought he was, like, the receptionist. Like, yeah, but, the reception slash night. Well, no, it guard. makes sense he's the guard because the guy that was around the corner of the elevators had the same jacket. Yeah. Same grey jacket on. So I guess he was just watching TV or whatever he was doing, like just chilling at the desk Yeah. kind of thing. But, yeah, he must have been the night guard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they thought that John McClane, before, well, before they knew he was, was him, they thought he was another guy. They're like, how are you so good for just a guard? And he's like, yeah. what makes you think I'm just a guard? <laughs> <laughs> Don't accuse me of that. That's it. Um, was in my great voice. Yeah. <laughs> it was really spot on. Very good. Uh, but cut to when we're now, like, we're still in with um, Holly and um, John and that. Um, we've met the boss, mm-hmm. whose name I can't pronounce. Um, Takaki? Oh, yeah. Something I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. I do apologize. I couldn't. I knew I wouldn't be able to pronounce it, so I didn't bother. No, I think trying. that was right. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And she's just re- like just prior to him walking in, has like put their photo down. Yes, which is obviously a, there was a reason to it. Obviously, because she was like mad, but thank God she did right because otherwise. Um, uh, Hans would have seen that photo, yeah, and the guys would have been like, that's, "That's him." Yeah, smart. Yeah, prompting. Mm. Whatever it is, uh, what do they call it? Forecasting. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So you've got John and Holly sort of like talking about how they didn't finish their discussion when she left, and they're fighting a little bit, and she's got to go off and do her speech now. Yes. She's got to address everybody. Merry Christmas. Blah blah blah. They're on the thirtieth floor. And there's even more above that. I didn't realize. I thought the thirtieth. Yeah, it's unfinished. It's a work site above the thirtieth floor. Oh, okay. 
like the 31st and 32nd floor where like all the bombs and that went up and the fire alarm went off on the 32nd, 32nd floor, floor because yep. it was all work sites. Right, okay. Yeah, because I thought when he said, oh, she's on the 30th floor, I thought that was the highest level. And then, yeah, when um, the mm. boss was like, oh, we're, like you just said, yeah. you know, there's more levels to go um, kind of thing. But I had to have a little bit of a giggle at the way, like, to find the guest. That oh, little, like, yeah. touch screen. <laughs> I've never seen that before, but it cracked me up that he's just like, yeah, try and find her, which is funny, you know, because it's like you could just – you could type in anyone. You could start and be like, oh, we'll just want with this random – like, imagine if John wasn't genuine, yeah? Yeah. And you just come in and be like, I'm going to look up whoever and just select a random name, go to that level and do Dang. whatever you want to do. Kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's crazy. <laughs> you don't do it over the counter, but that made me laugh. I was like, well, I've never seen it. Look like a computer game. New technological <laughs> age they're in. I know, right? It was like when you're checking yourself in now at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those things. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so here we are. Yeah. They've arrived. Up at um, – well, because they were in the bathroom when it was all their discussion. Remember he was cleaning it himself was up bathroom. after the flight. Was that part of her office? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. She okay. Was, um, it was on the side. Because I found it strange how those two random people came in like about to bone. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is this not her office that they've just walked in? Because she was like, oh, I'm after um, – He wanted somewhere to freshen up. Yeah, but she was like, oh, my next office, so-and-so's office will have – oh, Alice because he's – She's, because he's like, oh, Alex is getting awfully close to you, blah, blah. And mm. she's like, yeah, well, um, you know, I want his office or something like that because it's got the ensuite. Right. She made a comment about that. Because it confused me a little bit because the lady that was pregnant, which I'm assuming is her assistant, came into that room and was like, they need you for the speech. Yeah. So, like, how did she know? And then I thought, oh, maybe that is her office or something, but she must have just up. seen her go in or something. Yeah. Yeah. Too much, too much thought into that one. Yeah, my bad. It's <laughs> <So> what we do. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, she went off and did her speech, mm-hmm. and then that's when all like the gun firing, all they, the, um, the thieves came in and um, you know held the place up. Not gonna lie, it looked pretty cool how they just like came out with their guns and just sort of stood there. I was like, okay, I honestly at first was like, oh my god, they're just gonna shoot everyone. But they, yeah. I, I, that's what I thought they were doing, but they were just obviously shooting the roof just to get everyone. Pay attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and then you've got John sort of like peeping out going or peeping in, peeping out. Peeping out. Peeping out because he's inside. Yeah, peeping. Yeah. Just peeping. He's just peeping. peeping. I'm going to be like, what is going on? Um, they did a terrible job um, scoping that room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like he came in and then it's like, yeah, no one's in here. Keep going. <laughs> that was terrible. Like, oh, well. Classic. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Classic old school action movie. It's that's like it. There are um, all the assistants, like all the people under the head honcho is yeah. really crap at the job. And who is our head honcho? Mr. Alan Rickman. Snape. I know. Snape. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Snape. <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love that video. <laughs> uh, yes. I didn't recognize him. Um, really? Because he looked t- so young and had so oh. much, like, I know, he just looked different. Yeah, well, here's a little tidbit. Oh, yes. Um, it's apparently his first movie. Yes, I read that. Yes, it's his first ever film. And he was almost going to knock it back. Yeah. Because he thought he might be typecast ever since. Mm-hmm. Because, so there you go. Yeah, because I think it said on here, did you have it as well, where it said um, that he originally – uh, maybe I didn't put it on here, but the director, when they saw him on a TV series playing a villain, they said, that's our Hans Grober Ooh. And when they saw him. And then I think that might be why Rickman was like, oh, well, you know, if I do, then I'm always going to be playing a villain. Yeah. Like you, you're starting your typecast real early because they found him as a villain and he does it so well. Oh, yeah. His voice, like... Just so deep. And he can do monotone so well. Yeah. Like, so good. I suppose, though, like, he'll always be successful in being. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, RIP, not anymore. But I know. I know. He was such a good actor. He was. I actually think about, like, and then you think about him in Love Actually, also a villain. Yeah. <laughs> Cheating on his wife. True. 
it threw me off when I watched that with him in it. I was sure. like, oh. Because you were smiling? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, you're supposed to be a loving character. This is yeah. impossible. Yeah, this is not right. Yeah, then you hate him in the end, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Damn you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anything yeah. like when you're in any type of big movie that's like and yet the first real big one, yeah, yeah. typecast. Done. Tough people remember you. Yep. Like everyone views Daniel Radcliffe always as Harry Potter. Yeah, like, that's what, when he did that um, – now you see me film mm. and um he was playing like a boss but it was also a little bit fight i couldn't take him seriously yeah i was like i can't no I mean, he's done it. it he's recently done a weird al weird al yankovic yeah. um, movie i haven't seen it yet but like i saw the trailer when he's like oh, singing he's Harry Potter. i'm just like it doesn't look right yeah it's just toby Maguire, spider-man yeah. like yeah. yeah just you get you get caught into that yeah. No, this is who I identify them as. Mm. Channing Tatum's probably screwed forever. Yep. Like you got Magic Mike and then you've got just every every heartthrob type film. Oh yeah. Like I don't think you'd ever see him do a serious I don't know if he'd be skilled like, enough. Sorry? I don't know if he'd be skilled enough. That's what I mean. Like he's always acted the same. Yeah. But as you look at Ryan Reynolds, he he could he, he could do anything. I know. He's Comedy so good, love him. Action like he could do it all. Yeah. He's so good. So definitely. He's one of my favourites. He's up there. Of all time. <laughs> but so like Bruce Bruce Willis. Yeah. I don't know what else he's really been in. I mean this me being very naive, but you know, I obviously he's done these films and that's probably what really kick started his career. Um He's probably a bit more before our time though. Like he's probably like the Ryan Reynolds of that generation. Possibly. Was. Yeah, I guess how old was he when he did this film? Do we know? I don't know. Because I had on here that he was born. Uh, He's 68 now. And this was, was in 88. He was born in 55. So he was 30. Okay. Oh, it was 55. I did see that somewhere. Um, so he'd have been 33 at the time of filming this movie. Oh, yeah. So, oh, my word, that's my age right now. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go make a movie. <laughs> Wow, that's He's crazy. He's in Look Who's Talking. Yeah, so that comes after. I've got a bit of a tidbit about that ooh, later on. Ooh, okay. Um, well, I might as well just say it now. Right, Let me find it. it here. Just do it. So, okay, I will. That's fine. I'll do it now. So <laughs> it said here, John Travolta was actually considered for the role of John McClane. Oh, no, Kate's face right now. It's like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> yeah. What? But 20th Century Fox wouldn't allow it because they felt that Travolta was considered to be a has-been at that time. So oh obviously Greece had, must have been and gone. Um. However, Travolta would then go on to co-star with Bruce Willis in Look Who's Talking in 89, Look Who's Talking 2 in 1990, and then Pulp Fiction in 94. I love Pulp Fiction. That was so good. So random. Haven't seen it. Real random, but good. Really? Yeah. Real random. <laughs> Real random. Real. Um, like, yeah, no I found it interesting that they were going to consider him. There was actually somebody else. Did you see who else was considered for? No. Nah. No, actually, he turned it down. Who turned it down? Let me find it for you so I read it properly. Yeah, Bruce Willis took on the role as John McClane after it had been turned down by Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro? I know, right? Could you imagine? These are really weird. Willis had people. just turned down um, to play Charles Grodin, a, role, a Charles Grodin role opposite De Niro in the film Midnight Run. And coincidentally, both those films were opened at this, on the same weekend, Die Hard and Midnight Run. So it's like they did a swap. De Niro's turned down Die Hard. And went oh. and played and did the role for Midnight Run, and Bruce Willis turned down the role for Midnight Run, and De Niro did that film, and they came out on the same weekend. Like, how weird is life? That's I think De Niro's um, shattered now that he. Oh yeah, um, but would he be pulled it off as well as? Um, but he's so little. Yeah, De Niro. He's the okay. He's the one from Friends, right? That is the stripper. Um, for Phoebe's bridal. Hen's Night? Yes. That's De Niro, right? The yes. little guy? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's not him? Who's no, De Niro? Is... <gasps> Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Ah, oh, I just realised as, yep. Wrong, wrong. Okay. Wrong person. Wrong person. Um, that's, um. He has a similar uh, name. I'm sure yes. he does. Okay. Well, no, I could see no, Robert No, Joe, De... Joe Pesky. Okay, wrong name. Completely wrong person. No. Um, Who are you saying? The guy that plays the stripper for Phoebe's um, hen's party. 
Um, just type, type in like friends stripper for Phoebe, actor. Surely that will come up. Google will work out that algorithm, won't they? <laughs> but De Niro probably actually would have been all right. No. No? No. Happy with Willis? Yeah, I think Willis did well. He looks more actiony. True. He's definitely, I must admit, those arms, woofed. Yes. Looked good. Not going to lie. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. I got the D bit right. How could we get that wrong? Danny DeVito. How many people are screaming at us right now going, it's Danny DeVito. (laughs) Wrong person. At first I thought it was the guy who played, because Joe is from Home Alone. You know the one with the gold tooth? Okay, everyone's going to go really mad at me right now. Have you not seen Home I've Alone? I've seen half of the first one. Caitlin! <laughs> I've, don't worry, I hear about it all the time at work, but I haven't seen it. I've never been more disappointed in you <laughs> than I am right now. Oh, turn it up. Do you want to oh. talk about the rice that we just cooked before we started recording, Kate? <laughs> we, were cooking, we had dinner before we, we started. We got distracted here, guys. <laughs> I feel like you should just go mad at me. I'm going to come back and shame you with everyone. <laughs> Long story short, it turned into rice pudding. <laughs> hey, I resurrected it into, into rice, rice pudding. pudding. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, Shane's like, can we just do this again? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Skip. Um, Delete. Okay, right. So someone. So who was it that played in both? Are you saying sorry? Don't worry. It's not going to matter now that you haven't seen Home Alone. But it alone. might matter for the listeners. So I thought it was Joe Pesky. Mm-hmm. That played. That, that played the was, stripper. Yeah, but it was Danny DeVito. Right. Just because they're both short. Short and bald? Yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, let's get back on track here with yep, this movie. let's do it. Otherwise we'll be here forever. So, S- guys. <laughs> um, so, look, I mean, I don't think we should go through literally every scene of the film. No. I think because in the end, like, obviously there was a – they were trying to find him, right? Yep. Um, because he took control of the situation. Uh, he killed. Oh, I loved the fact that. Well, I didn't love the fact that he killed him, but that the guy's neck broke and he died. The first um, German, um, and then <laughs> he's put the Santa hat on him and it freaks. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I have a machine <laughs> gun. Ho ho ho! I was like, that's so good. What do you think he wrote with on his jumper? Do you think it was the blood? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so, but I was like, that's very neat for like your finger. Like it looked <laughs> like it was obviously it was with a pen, but like I was like, that's very neat. <laughs> very intricate, right? Yeah. Um, for not much blood, might I add, because the guy broke his neck. He didn't have a lot of blood. Maybe it was his blood. He barely had any. No. Not until later when he was like covered. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Not unless he found a red text, huh? Possibly, because they were on that like construction level, so maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I laughed because he spotted the hat on the mannequin and I was like – and then I remember seeing – which I think we posted for Christmas um, on our Instagram because um, when I saw him look at the mannequin with the hat, I thought it was going to be the scene of the, the picture that I put up was of John McClane with the gun like coming at them with the Santa hat on. Like oh, I thought it yeah. was real but I'm like, no, this looks really photoshopped. And when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. <laughs> here we go, here we go. <laughs> it's going to be – he's going to like nah. run out. And I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. But I still liked what he did with it. It was still funny. <laughs> so good. Um, but, yeah, so let's talk about things we noticed mm-hmm. that Brooklyn Nine-Nine incorporate. Yep. Um, little things that, yeah, that we spotted were we could go, oh, I get that now. Oh, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, the major one was obviously the John McClane moment um, during their hostage the hostages episode. Yeah. Which bit? Like um, the whole the thing? Whole, <laughs> well, the whole, yes, the whole thing. But the whole where he pulls the guns out, he got John McClane mm-hmm. on himself. On, yeah. He's like, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole Because he taped them to the back. back. Yeah. I actually completely forgot about that. When oh, he really? Because at, at the end of this film, because I thought to myself, so I was reading up as well of like things that had happened in both. Mm. And there were some things where they've happened in several of the films. Yeah. Right. That have already that either have yet to be referenced in Brooklyn Nine Nine mm-hmm. or already have been and they're in like two, three, and four, and that are all just from the first Die Hard. So I thought possibly that moment, because it hadn't happened yet, I was like, oh, it must be in like the later films. Um but yeah, as soon as that camera like switched to the back and I was like, oh, the tape on the back. Like I was more excited about that because we'd seen it in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's pretty um, sad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was. 
My uh, one of the things Sorry, that I, I quite enjoyed, yep, and that I got a little bit giggle out of. Again, same episode, the hostage mm-hmm. one, when they're asking what the guys' names are, <laughs> and then they write, and then he writes them on his arm, yeah, and then because he wrote, he wrote cards, yeah, yeah, and when he was writing that, like when Bruce was doing, oh, Bruce, sorry, John McClain was writing on his arm, and I was like, oh, I actually thought that, like. Jake was just doing that because he had nowhere to write it. Like I didn't realize it was a reference to the film. Yes, <laughs> like that particular movie. I was this like, one nice. Hans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's when and he Carl. found out. Yeah, mm. found out it was like Stephen or something. He's like, oh god damn it. Yeah, <laughs> just ruined it. Actually, one thing that I noticed just in relation to those um, characters. So Marco, I think it was. Don't know if you remember which one that was, but I've written here. He's the guy who um, gets shot under the table. So you know how he get, he's standing on yeah, the table. He's yeah. like, "You run out of table, man," and blah blah. And then he like shoots <laughs> his crutch. Yeah, shoots his shoots his crutch. The guy was talking. I was like, "Damn!" I, you know me. I'm like, I know this accent, and I recognized his face. It's like, who is this guy? I looked him up, and he plays. Um, a dad for three episodes on Grey's Anatomy with um, for like one of the, one of the um, doctor's dads, and I was like, I knew I knew his voice, and he was only on screen for like a minute. That, that <laughs> proves how addicted you are. Shut up, it's a good show. <laughs> you should watch it. <laughs> um, cool. What else? What else happened? Um, the fire hose. We had yes, not long had that yes, episode. Yes, yes. Yep. that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, when Did he, he die hard off the balcony? Yep. <laughs> yep. It didn't go There's very far. on the window. We know it rose up. <laughs> um, what other things? Um, it was actually pretty early on where it started all happening. It was, yeah, because then obviously – well, it kind of has to because it has to be like little subtle things because mm. we don't have big action things in um, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, obviously. Yeah. Um, so – um, I can't think of them now. I should have jotted them down. I'm like, I'll remember this. I'll remember this. I don't mean to. I was so bad. <laughs> um, well, oh, what else? I can't remember now. But just even some things that they were saying. Oh, actually, something in the future that's coming. Because, mm-hmm. I, I, again, I looked them up. And since we're talking about Die Hard now, um, there's an episode coming in the future, spoiler alert, Jake and Amy's honeymoon, where she dresses up as Holly. Yeah. And she's got the big hair and the pink the outfit. Yep. Now I get it because it's from Die Hard 1. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now it all makes sense. Yes. Um, apparently, the first ep- Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> okay. The first Die Hard reference in Brooklyn Nine Nine mm-hmm. season one episode one in the pilot, yeah, is uh, the Die Hard protagonist John McClane. Um, he Jake wears his police badge on a chain. Just yes, like him. I I knew that because I think we sp- we have spoken about that um, when we were first sort of our starting this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I must admit, it, it can't be from Die Hard 1 because I was watching. I was like, he has nothing around his neck. So it has to be from either 2, 3 or 4 because I've seen that like as a meme for Brooklyn Nine-Nine stuff that I follow that they say, oh, have you noticed he wears his badge the same mm. as John McClane? But then when I watched this film, I was like, he's not even wearing his damn badge. <laughs> Obviously because he's not on duty. Duty, thank you. Yeah. I was about to say on shift. That too. And then you have Powell. Yeah, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> you do it so good. That's when... Um, For his bachelor party. You don't remember? No, nah, it was even earlier but than that. Oh. Um, in the old school episode when he blows up the book. Yeah. Because Brogan was... That's right. Um, he was homophobic. Yes, yes, I remember that now. But, he's, but the actor who plays... Powell. Officer Powell, yep. um, the guy that's on the radio with him, yeah. um, he is in the Bachelor Party episode for Jake. Yes, that's as right. The, the Die coins. Hard. Yeah, yeah. the coin. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then Jake, um, well, obviously we'll get to that episode when that happens. But it's good now. Like when I was seeing the future things, I was like, oh, I'm going to, that's going to make sense to me yeah. now as to who this person is. Mm-hmm. Like the episode coming up, which I believe there's quite a bit happening in this season actually. So we've chosen the right time to watch this movie. Um, there's this episode coming up soon where they actually go to that um, building and he go, take my picture with this, take my photo, take oh, my, yeah. you know, that, that episode. Because um, I was watching that and I was like, oh, that's the exact same level. Um, because are you about to say why? Nope. Oh, okay. I'll go look like. Oh, okay. Well, one of the things I had here is that the fictional um, Nakatomi p- 
Plaza is actually the headquarters for uh, 20th Century Studios. So Mm. the studio could be used um, as its own building. It didn't have to hold back on any stunts or action sequences. That's so good. Yeah. So um, some of the middle floors were actually occupied by legal and administrative departments. So only empty floors were used for filming. But still the filming of the scenes that involved gunfire, sorry, had to be postponed until after hours because some of the employees Uh, from the active floors started to complain about the noise. Which, to be fair, I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, I'm doing some work. They're trying to record a film. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, I know, but still. It's gun. Like, they're machine guns. They're not quiet. Yeah, true. Yeah. And they just never run out of bullets. I thought that. I must have been. I thought that. I was like, it just Until the very end when he, like. Had two left. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and also. When all the glass was getting blown up, remember? Which like, bit? Um, oh, when um, and then he had to walk. When he said to him, he's like, "Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry." But they actually surprisingly they didn't show it. They only showed the aftermath, and I was like, "Oh, I thought they would have gone for it." No, I think I think the way they did it was good because it was like it's him. He looked at his feet. He looked at the glass. He knew what he had to do. He knew what he had to do. And I, I must admit, I was just like, oh, no. I was and like, then, come on, show me. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then later when he was like Dragging. hoiling, uh, hoisting himself like to the bathroom and you see the blood and then he's pulling the pit. Ugh, I can't. <laughs> can't. Can you handle blood? Oh, no. I'm not. I love greys, but I can't handle blood. Oh, my gosh. Here I know. There's actually a... um. I've got it here. Bruce Willis admits that he was—he still gets squeamish whenever he sees the part where his character pulls the glass shards out of his foot. That—that that, when they're pulling it out is a bit full on because yeah. you're like, okay, that would be hella painful. Yeah, that's the bit I was squeamish. Oh, no, like, I, want I was to see anticipating. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I want to see them try and show that. Yeah, like yeah. while he's being shot at, having to walk across because you're like. Okay, I understand he's got to walk across there and get to the door, but he's also being shot at, like, and do it quietly. That's true. Like, how would he? How are they going to do that? But then they just, yeah, they just kind of cut. Like, <laughs> yeah, he did oh, it sorry. successfully. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I must hear it every time. That's true. Well, but they were walking too, so. Yeah, I know, but it's like because they're not shooting, it's quiet. Like they're going to like look around the furniture and yeah, possibly they would or they would have heard the door open and close. True. And uh, did you? Uh, I had to giggle a couple times when a few times when he'd look at like an exit sign. I was like, oh, he's going to go through that door. Yep. <laughs> because he did it every time. Yep. Yeah. Predictable. Yeah. At moment, at times it was. Yeah. Um. Do you have any? Do you want to work through our tidbits here and sort of like talk about them as we, as we go? Did you notice any other relations oh, though? Like crossover references? Um, not off the top of my head. If you say something, I'll probably be like, oh, yeah. Have you looked up some that we've probably forgotten about? Um, he Like Jake just keeps referen- referencing Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. <gasps> Their wedding cake Yes, was the plaza. That was very I good. do remember that. I um, do remember that in the general. The names for the baby for Terry. <gasps> it was like Nakatomi. That's right. And like the tower spoiler from alert, the name of their son. Yes. McLean. McLean. Yep. Yep. Um, Which I find kind of odd. I thought they would have gone with like John. <laughs> uh, hold, um, I'm looking it up. The yeah, crossovers. Right. Um, in the Chopper episode where Velvet Thunder came from. Yeah. Um, Holt was like, um, I'm going to accompany you on this expedition yep. so that you don't waste your time and resources turning this investigation into another Ron McLean movie. <laughs> oh, you know it's John McLean. <laughs> the entirety of Yippie Kayak. Oh, Yippie Kayak, yes. Yippie Kayak, Mother Buckets. <laughs> mother Buckets. <laughs> so good. Actually, I just remembered the whole um, Sophia and Jake era. Yes. When they're, they're then she they're saying Johan's Gruber and they're like they're going back and forth yeah. about who they are in the film. <laughs> it now makes sense why the, the other they're calling the other one Hans Gruber because they're the evil one obviously in the film. I had to giggle when I reread that. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Forget about that. Are the kittens from Terry's? Me- yeah, I, I couldn't put that connection together. So what happened there? Han, he, Jake named him when he stayed overnight to figure it out. Okay. Um, and he had the kittens with him. Yeah. Um, he called them Hans, John, and Nakatomi. 
Oh, I, I missed all of that. Like, Whereas, I, I don't remember it. Like, when we're watching it, we had no clue because. No, because it's been anything it. he made up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's actually interesting. They've it's a lot. Almost every episode, I reckon. And I'm not sure if it's the writers or Andy Samberg that's gone gun ho with this. Could be a bit both because, because it's one of his favourite films too, isn't it? He kind of made it his fa- one of his favourites because okay. he took this role so seriously. Yeah, right. He like, I, I don't know. Well, how else are you going to sell it? Like, Yeah, exactly. It's all good and well. This is where actors are really good in some aspects that they will really channel that character and it's all good and well to have a script, be told how to say it and blah, 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 but unless you kind of – Dig that little bit further and really grow the appreciation yeah. for it. Yeah, he wouldn't like, be able to pull off a lot of the, the even stuff if it that was his favorite movie. He probably would have watched it so much and studied to it. To be familiar, to, yeah. yeah, to be, and then would have 100%. grown the appreciation yep. for it. Yeah, and when you do something like that, like because you're so involved in it, it becomes one of your favorites subconsciously. Okay. Yeah, and I guess he would ha- would have Andy Samberg, no doubt, would have seen the movies prior to Brooklyn Nine-Nine being cast for that, surely. Mm. Um, but you, like you said, having to actually – he would have had to have rewatched them because because it's so much in all the episodes, like for him as an actor to also understand the moment that he's in yeah, to reference Die Hard. Yeah. You know, like if it was me, I'd be like, oh, like what we're doing literally right now going, what else happened? Oh, yeah, when he had the guns taped to his back. Like for us, we're just like, oh, yeah. But you got to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But like being in that moment yeah. is very To come different. to that decision. Yeah. 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 Do we have any other moments? Um, I mean, I know, there's, I know there's some future ones, like I said, with Holly. Well, Amy is Holly. I can't um, recall if there was anything else. There's a lot like in the future um, yeah, future episodes. Um, I reckon that's really, yeah, really it. Yeah, like the honeymoon, sun. Yeah, that's kind of, kind of it. Yeah, yeah, cool. But it's like continuously throughout, which I really love. Yeah. All right. Um, well, yeah. let's go through some fun tidbits of okay. Die Hard. So we'll just, um, we'll. I guess mention the ones that we've got written down. We'll have a bit of a chat if we feel we want to elaborate. Mm. But I think this is, we just thought we'd share some fun facts about Die Hard itself. Yeah. Um, because even when I was reading these, and I believe Kate, I'm not going to speak for yourself, but I believe as well, it's just they're quite interesting. Some yeah. of these. So we've already well, shared some, but like I've only briefly read some, and I'm like, oh, I'll leave the suspense. So oh, some of my responses to your bits of trivia. Okay. They'll be genuine responses. Cool. Not pre-planned. <laughs> Not pre-planned. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, you go for it. Cool. So am I starting with the costume one? Go Just for Make sure it. we're not reading the same ones. Cool. So basically really, really short here, but the costume department had 17 undershirts in Jeez. various stages of degradation. I don't know what that word means, um, on hand for Bruce. So I did notice that his shirt was gradually changing. Now, I didn't know if it was because it was just getting more dirty and bloody Yeah. because it was crisp white to start with and by the end of it, it was brown. Yeah, <laughs> true. So bit I, um, I did notice that and I was like, oh, yes, that's um, different. Different shades. Yes. Um, what have you got, Kate? So um, the only there was only a couple of actors who played – um, the German ter- the terrorist thieves mm-hmm. who were actually German and only a couple more could speak broken German. Right. As opposed to being them all German. Yeah. The actors were cast for their menacing appearances rather than their nationality. Nine of the 12 were over six feet tall. I did notice they were a tall bunch Massive. of men. I did notice that. Because two of them were brothers, right? Yes. That's why the blur, the guy with yes. the blonde hair, was the long blonde hair, vengeance, yeah. was after him because he was the yeah the first one that, that um, died, had yeah. died, his brother. Yeah, yeah. I must admit, though, actually, just swinging back to the movie, pardon the pun, right now. But like how Ew. at the very end when the two of them were going at it, and he was like, it looked like he'd been hung. hung yeah, um, which is the long haired blonde guy. But he survived. 
Well, he must have. He must have because like that's wriggled when he his got way up out. And yeah, and came out and shot oh, him. Oh, and I loved how Powell shot him. I know because they had their little debrief about how he never shot anyone. Well, this is when he was. Yeah, it was upstairs. Well, really, this was when it sounded like um, Powell could kind oh. of hear that he wasn't going to survive. Yeah. So he kind of opened up about his yes. own story. Because he shot a kid and he can't bring himself to shoot anyone ever again. And yeah. then he shot that guy and I was like, oh, my God, he did it. <laughs> and I thought it was cute. Like they could have easily after that gone embrace and said thank you and all that. But no, nah, they just looked at they one didn't another. They need to, yes. And then they just walked off and did their well, own thing. But they embraced when they knew. At the very beginning. Yeah. They yeah. knew who – well, obviously – um, Powell knew who he was because he's the guy that's just come out. Yeah. But he'd have no idea who he was. Um, McLean no. would have no idea. So when as soon as they, I must admit, it was like it was like a love story. Like the I know, music. it was really cute. <laughs> and Holly's just like, what the hell's going on right now? Who's this guy? Yeah. And then she introduced herself as Holly McLean. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Oh, so, so sweet. Cute. See, every movie has its moments uh, where us girls go, oh. So cute. <laughs> I'm sure all the guys felt it too. Though. Yeah, for sure. Let's be honest. <laughs> Um, so they said here that the scene where Bruce and Alan Rickman meet up, uh, was unrehearsed to create a better feeling of spontaneity, spontaneity, I can't say that word, between the two actors. So, you know. That's really cool. Yeah. So the first time they kind of meet as such and he like drops his German accent. Um, and start speaking normal. Cause I'll admit, I thought to myself. That threw me off. I know. It was good. Yeah, it was. But I thought to myself, how do you not know it's him? Like, I was actually getting mad. I'm like, come on, you're a cop. How do you not know? Mm -hmm. And then I thought to myself, surely because you're a cop, you have seen Hans Gruber all over the bloody news because even the broadcasting um, one was like, they believe it's Hans Gruber. He's just been released from blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but he he couldn't see that. No, but he's a cop. Like, how does he? Yeah, but he didn't know he'd just been released. No, 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 no. But he would have known his face. Uh, so mm. obviously he did because he's that's when he gave him the gun and there was no bullets in it. Yeah. Right. So he knew all along. Kind of, yeah. But for me as a viewer, I was just like, how do you not know? Yeah. <laughs> what but are you the, doing? That's the thing with um, the directors that they did so well with the whole like name board and like, oh, man, like he was <gasps> Clay. like, my name's Clay. Bill Clay. And so yeah. it made sense like, oh, he's going to be tricked and, you know, what's going to happen? It's going to be a fight scene. Yeah. But then it wasn't even a fight scene. It was just. No. He gave him an empty gun. Yeah. Because he wanted to, he claimed he wanted to get something off the roof. Because I actually thought, so when they first met, right, I, my thought was when he, when um, Han went and he was following that yellow cord and he placed his gun down, I thought to myself, he's going to come back and his gun's going to be gone. And that's when John McClane's going to be like, hey, it's me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I didn't, what didn't play out that way. It turned out like he was on the other side. I thought he, I didn't realize how far he had gone mm. from where he placed his gun. Yeah. Because I thought that, that that's how it was going to I don't know why out. he didn't take his gun. Made Dramatics. No yeah, just made no To sense. be able to give him an empty one. I don't know. Just made it no doesn't sense. make sense. There was so much room in there he could literally put it in his pocket. Or even at his butt crack. Like, you know. When yeah, like put in like, their pants. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like behind their back. Who knows? He's obviously not that smart. <laughs> well, it's interesting because further on, the, like from their first meeting, yeah. um, which is that scene, mm-hmm. apparently on the first day of shooting, so it must have been the first time that they really met to do this, Okay, he filmed the scene um, where Hans uh, runs into him, into John McClane, and he made a jump off a ledge from about three feet high. He injured himself and when he landed, he damaged um, some of the soft cartilage in his knee. So, like, um, Alan. Oh, Alan. Alan Alan Rickman injured his knee and he was told to not put any weight on it by the doctor and he had to use crutches for, like, a whole week. So the rest of the scenes, um, you see Hans Gruber is standing and talking to John McClane. He's actually standing on one leg, which is, you know, the good leg because his leg's in a brace. How crazy. Which makes sense because he's up against the wall. When yeah, I was about to say, he's always up play. against the wall. Yeah, he's leaning on something or he's like on the ground um, or he's not like he's not moving. How he's stabilised because does he's it, in a brace. <laughs> does it say how far into filming they were? So like, It was the first day of shooting. Oh, it was the first day of shooting? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm not sure if they met when they did their first run-throughs of the scene yeah, and then right. maybe it was a couple of days later they did the actual – shooting and he injured himself or if it was all done on the one day. 
Oh, how crazy. We first meet Bruce Willis. Do your first scene, you jump <laughs> off the ledge and you injure yourself and you've wow. KO'd yourself for a week. That's nuts. Well, sort of on that kind of um, scenario, we've got a thing here where it says the scene where McLean falls down the shaft was actually a mistake by the stuntman. Oh. He was supposed to grab onto the first vent as it was originally planned, but he slipped and continued to fall, but the shot was used anyway and it was edited together with with the one where McLean grabs the vent down as he falls. Mm. So the fall through the shot, like he wasn't meant to, but the Oops. stuntman did. But, I mean, you'd think it was it was meant to happen. Jeez. Um, actually, just thinking of that with the vent thing, was that a thing when 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 Jake was trying to do a pull-up? Yeah. Do you reckon that's a McLean thing? Yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah. The, yeah. I just thought of that. Because that like, was hey, in I wonder. one of the Halloweens, isn't it? Where it goes through the vent. No. It's when oh. they're trying to um, – the fugitive – not the fugitive, one of my favourites. Um, the guy that tries to kill Holt and he goes through the vent and they're distracting him um, the, with the Sex and the City thing and he goes in and he goes through the vent. It pushes the thing down and then he's like, how are you going to get back up? And he's like, I'll do a pull-up. Yeah. Because he grabs yeah, the yeah, file. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I can't remember yep. the name of the episode. Um, Not the fugitive, but the, um, you know, it was one of the finale episodes. No, it wasn't called The Fugitive. Was it The Fugitive? Part was one it? and two? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I feel like it was. I believe you. I remember it being one of my, because Bob, I just remember Bob and they're talking about Sex in the City. Yeah. Holt and the um, security guard. He's like, yes. you're such a Samantha. <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> yeah, I believe it is the fugitive. So we also have here that much of the script was actually improvised due to the constant screenplay tweaks that were being made during filming. Sorry, go again. <laughs> much of the script was improvised oh, due improv- to the constant screenplay tweaks that they were doing during the making of the film. I actually saw somewhere, I don't know where it was, I may not have written it down, that um, – they, Bruce Willis was actually improvising quite a few of his lines as well to get people's like genuine really reactions. Much. No, like the hi honey thing at the end, you know, he's like, hi honey, <laughs> and she's got a gun to her head. He made, he threw that in there. Like it wasn't part of the script. Classic improv. <laughs> <sighs> oh gosh. What else we got? Um, uh. 20th Century Fox formally admitted that this film is a Christmas movie after stating that it's the greatest Christmas story ever told in a new trailer to mark the 30th anniversary of the film's release. However, the debate on whether it's a Christmas movie or not among fans continues to this day. I I agree and Mm -hmm. I do not agree that it's a Christmas movie. Do you think it's a Christmas movie just because it's set at Christmas time? Doesn't make it a Christmas movie. What makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? Well, to me, it's more Christmassy stuff is happening. Like, I understand it was their Christmas party, mm. right, which you see for like five seconds. But other movies where it's very Christmas related, like there's just more stuff about Christmas happening as opposed to it being set at Christmas time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. That's in my opinion. But who made that rule? No, no, no one did. No, no, that's just the... <laughs> no, but that's why I'm like, what yeah. makes it... That's what make, like, well, that's what I think. I'm like, well, what what do I think a Christmas movie makes a Christmas movie? Like Because it's set at Christmas time? Yeah, that's why I mean, like, I'm, okay. I'm questioning myself. Oh. Like... Do you need a mirror? Hey, Kate. <laughs> just have a chat with yourself. Hey, Kate. So why do you think that? <laughs> why do you believe a Christmas movie like Home Alone is a Christmas movie as opposed to... But see, I would, and, from what I saw of Well, you don't know that, Home Alone, so... No, 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 but the half that I did see of Home Alone... Which half? The second half? <laughs> the first half. I got to, I got as far as they're at the airport and they realise that they left him at home. That's not even... No, no, it's not like that immediate time. Like the Rob, the, the guys had already like gone in the house and shit. Oh, okay. So like it was when they're trying to call back or call the house or something. Trying to know. get home. Yep. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. I don't know why I just didn't finish the rest of the movie, but yep. I fell asleep. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> God damn it, Caitlin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so just a little Great fun debate. fact for 
police stuff. Oh, here we go. So when the police dispatcher tells the Sergeant Powell um, to investigate the Nakatomi building, she tells him it's a code two, which refers to an urgent incident where sirens are not to be used. Mm. So, because I thought that, I was like, oh, what does code two mean? Does that mean hostage? Does that mean whatever? Because um, we've sort of been talking like during Brooklyn Nine, and it's like, well, what does the calls mean? Yeah. What do they all mean? But that's really interesting. And you see that because he just is, you know, driving there. Um, no lights or sirens blaring. Yeah, and mm. with precaution. That's it. Um, um, you said the Robert De Niro one. I feel like we've knocked off a lot of. I have to laugh at this one here. Um, when I wrote it down, it says, when Alice meets with Gruber, Carl can be seen pouring Alice a glass of Coca-Cola. And it's speculated that it's most likely because Alice, who had been doing, who had been snorting cocaine throughout the film, <laughs> yeah, asked them, do you have any Coke? And they misunderstood him and actually got him a soda. Because I must admit, when I saw them get the can of Coke, I was like, why did he get a can of Coke? That's so random, but that makes sense. He probably said, got any Coke? Oh, I hated him. Not gonna lie, he was probably the only yeah. one I was glad got shot. Yes, <laughs> sorry, but didn't like it. <laughs> oh. um, what about any um, like goofs? Um, have a few goofs. Goofs. Oh yeah, did you know? I noticed this that the wound on Sergeant Powell's forehead disappeared once the yeah. FBI arrived. <laughs> I did notice. Oops. I was like, he was gushing from the head, and then he's talking. He's nothing. Like, I know we got cleaned up, but there was yeah. no scar or anything. I know, there I was, was no, like, like dried up blood. Yeah, I know, I thought that. I was Good like, work, costumes department. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was actually no ambulance in the truck when the terrorists first arrived. So uh. yeah, when they put the thing down, they all just walked out. There wouldn't have been – there was no truck in there. That's what I said earlier when Argyle sees that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, hang on, wait, what? Drive out. Oh, that made me laugh. Oh, man. But that error has actually been acknowledged by the filmmakers since the film's How been made. How did they mess that up? I don't know. Was, like, the ambulance, like, a last thought as they were recording? Maybe, but why Why would they need the ambulance? Is that to make it look like a safety vehicle and mm. put all the money and stuff in there? or what? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't money, though. That was an exit vehicle. Because what were those big... Artifacts and Worth stuff. $680 million, yes. whatever it was. Okay. I was going to say, because I was like, when they opened up the the safe or whatever you want to call it, you know, and they're going through everything and I'm like, where's the money at? And they had mm. these giant cards and I'm like, what are they? <laughs> it was Worthless. like fake money. <laughs> Did you have any goofs? Um, well, they've um, noted down that in the time that it took John to get from the airport to the Nakatomic Plaza, which is 20 minutes. Yeah. The orchestra is still playing the same song at the party. <laughs> it's just an extended version. So it's just, just on repeat. Yeah. Actually, I did notice somewhere, I don't think I jotted it down, but I remember reading that the orchestra was obviously there at the start of the film. It yeah, was, where'd they go? Yeah, they just disappeared. <laughs> they, as soon as the, the robbers or the thieves arrived and started shooting up the place, they, it just went silent and they just disappeared. Like, they just weren't there, there was anymore. There no, no evidence of <laughs> instruments. There was no instruments to be Whoops. found. <laughs> No uh, continuity. Yep. Oh, good golly gosh. Oh, oh, this I found really interesting, which again, Brooklyn Nine-Nine have done it sometimes. We've called them out on things that they haven't really looked into properly. But it says here that the FBI cannot simply just take over a hostage situation from the LAPD, nor would any of the LAPD um, allow it, especially not to mere FBI agents Johnson & Johnson, which is actually a little nod to Reginald Johnson um, that they called him, like it's an inside joke that mm -hmm. they were both called Johnson because one of the uh, actors' surname was Johnson. Oh. So it's a little joke between them. But what they're trying to say is that the FBI can't just take over at best, that they would actually work together and there's no way that the LAPD would allow the Johnsons the freedom to just fly a helicopter over a building and take over and just shoot at the roof. Like, the FBI don't just – especially just two blokes. Mm. Like, they had no one else with them and apparently it's just not something the LAPD would just be like, yeah, okay, yeah, take over. Like, I must admit, though, that leader of the thing was doing my head in that he just wouldn't listen. Like, I could get it from his perspective and he's like, what makes you think that this guy's not one yeah. of them? Like, I get it. 
But what, what, yeah, why do you think you're And he probably didn't believe, you know, Powell because he's probably just a desk, which, as he says, he's just a routine a desk. desk jo- yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he was really annoying. Um, another thing that was um, with, like, the codes and the emerging de- yep. emergency departments is that um, after McLean hit the fire alarm mm-hmm. and then they basically just called and said, oh, Oh, yeah, yeah they do today, like, don't worry about it, yeah. Yeah, construction site, whatever, don't worry about it. Yep. Um, the actually fire department is – it's a regulation for them to still go check it out. Not with, like, lights okay. and sirens, but they need to still go qualified to, to actually go make sure there's, like, not an actual fire. They need yep. to get it ticked off by themselves. Right. Um, yeah, independently, so not just believing the word of someone on the phone. And that probably explains why McLean was going so mad. He's like, you idiots, like, come. Yeah. Because he probably knew that. You know, so that Maybe. might not necessarily be a goof or a flaw within the show, within the writers, mm. but, a, but like, a flaw with the LA, with LA, sorry. With that, the LA. With the LA. <laughs> because John is probably going, they'll have to come anyway. So he's yeah. probably thinking, oh, Hans probably thinks, oh, you know, I'm smarter than them. He's not stupid. He knows they'll try and call it off. Mm. But he's thinking they'll have to show up anyway. Yeah. You know, and that's why he's yelling, going, no, 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 come, come. And yeah. they've obviously left and that's when he's cracked it. But well, he ended he up just have a whole throwing movie someone otherwise. off uh, out the window anyway. Yeah, and then the guy still didn't believe him. Yeah. And he's like, what about the guy that fell out, you know, out of my window? He's like, oh, he's probably uh, an accountant who probably doesn't want to whatever. And I'm like, yeah, cool, so you just suicide. admitted someone just committed suicide. Okay, no worries. Yeah, really lighthearted. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. That was really annoying too. Yeah, that guy was doing my head in. I was like, oh, I can't stand. What a jack. Yeah. <laughs> oh. mm. well, I think that's really – that's yeah. really it. Have you got anything else? Tidbitty or tidbitty? That's a new <laughs> word. Apparently people have noticed that Han's hair keeps changing when he pretends to be Bill Clay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it goes from like in front of his face to I think. Actually, I remember like it'd be like side swept. What if it's because of what happened to his leg? Yeah. So they've probably, maybe he thought he could power through and then he's like, no, I can't. And then they've had to come back and continue filming. Yeah. Possibly. Lack of continuity. Yeah. I've seen that in so many shows. Oh, yeah. Or like that. people's hands are in different positions. In yes. different parts of the Hair film. up, hair down. Yeah. All that stuff. So dumb. Um, I had one last one here that mm-hmm. I've seen. So um, Bruce Willis actually, um, after watching the film called Heart Like a Wheel from 1983, he loved Bonnie's performance in that film and he personally recommended her for the role as his wife, Holly. Oh, that's a bit cute. Yeah. And it's good that they, you know, it's 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 interesting that maybe back then – it's easy to go, oh, I think she would be good for that part and they listen to it and do it. I reckon nowadays you wouldn't be able to do that. There is just too too much politics and too many people, too mm. many really good actors these days yeah. that it, you couldn't – I recommend my friend. They – a lot of them do make recommendations of like working with people previously. Okay. Or even just watching other people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good then. I'm just assuming. But like they still, they would go through and get asked for auditions. Yeah. They wouldn't just get the part immediately. They'd still have to go through. Just recommended. The process. Let them audition. Yeah. 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 True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your job. (laughs) Well done. There you go. Contract. (laughs) There's your script. Good luck. But what do you reckon? What would you rate it? I was thinking that. Out of 10? Yeah, out of 10. Well, it is a first Out of watch. 10 machine guns, what of, would you rate Out of it? 10 machine guns. Oofed. Oofed. Probably eight. I was going to say that too. Yeah, like I feel like there's little rooms for improvement. Like I said, I think it was just because it was really slow at the start. Yeah. But most films are, to yeah, be to fair. Build. And because there wasn't that much of a storyline in the middle of it, like – it's like they're waiting a until lot the of half, half an hour mark and go, okay, now we can do action. Yeah, it's true. Like we've built the character. Yeah. Now bang straight into action. Yeah. And I'm not giving it an 8-2 because I noticed the, the, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine connections. No, nah, yeah. I genuinely enjoyed the film. Yeah, so like, did I. I was, pretty, I was pretty hooked. I think there was that For one. For an 80s p- film, I was very impressed. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think because they had the luxury of using yeah. that plaza. Going gung-ho. 
yeah, and just blowing everything up and mm. doing whatever they want. Like some of that stuff, like I think I read one earlier, so I had to loop back to goofs and stuff, but like that C4, um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, not dynamite, but you know, the, the detonator. That, the detonator stuff that he that he threw down the shaft mm. and then it came back up. Like apparently if that was real, which obviously it wasn't, but if it was actually real, it comes back so fast. Oh, yeah. Like at the speed of light or something like that, that the <laughs> Bruce's fault, John McClane's face, would have just been burnt off. Yeah. That's how quick it comes back, you know. But they were able to do things like that, whereas f- some films, even probably early 90s, it's so much green screen. Yeah. And some things you watch, you're like, kind of oh, like, oh, we've advanced, so now we can slack off with, you know, doing everything. Yeah, I mean, they had that luxury of actually being able to utilize that mm. that play. Obviously, they didn't blow things up to the degree that they did in real life because the building. I must admit, there was one moment where I think it was when John did that and he, he put the thing down the shaft and it's like blew up. I'm like, how did that building not collapse? I was wondering that too. Yeah, when it, <laughs> and like, especially when it like only affected the second or the first or second floor where all the guns and all their art, um, artillery was. Well, no, because the lifts only went as far as thirty. Thirty and up, it was locked. No, but when he threw the stuff down, yeah, because they were shooting at the tank and all, like the police trying to come in. That's when he sent the stuff down. He did too, and it blew up all the artillery, and that's when all the big bangs, because it, it like reacted to extending the bang. That's right. To artillery, and it but like then it, it went should like have around fallen. the rim of the place. Yeah, well, it did. It blew out all the windows and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So how did the building not collapse? Yeah, yeah I, wanted, I was like, like oh. hang on. I would have expected that. And how, like, it didn't affect, like, the hostages level. Like, that should have been way more affected than what it was. Yeah. That was that was probably the one I was like, oh, no, it's going to collapse now. How are they going to get out of the rubble? Or are they going to, like, mm. jump out of the windows? Like, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. And, From the 30th floor. Because um, I thought to myself, well, he, I know he lives. So I'm like, this building can't collapse because yeah. he survives. There's three other films. Like, <laughs> doesn't make sense. Three other films. Mm. Will we watch the other three? Apparently, uh, well, I don't know. Going by Jake and Amy, they're pretty shit. Well, see, but people I've spoken to... Say so they're good? ...have said that two two and four are good, three's no good. Oh, uh, okay. Apparently. But funnily enough, um, in with the epi- one of the episodes where Amy references Die Hard, she says Die Hard 2 is good. And Jake's like, you don't have to say that it's okay. Oh, yeah, that's coming up in, uh, coming up in Halloween. Halloween, yeah. My favourite episode. Um, it is. I didn't realise it was season five. You yeah. were right. Mm. Yes, queen. Yeah, <laughs> that's I know. In the next episode, I love it. Guys, get prepared. Some <laughs> good episodes it. coming up. Yes. But I think that's it, yeah? I think so. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed doing that. It was that. good. It was a good recommendation, guys. Thank yes, you. I'm thank sure we'll you. do it again soon. Yeah, um, we'll put up another movie for sure. Maybe at the end of season five. Maybe we should do it to break up the seasons. We should. Yeah. Because that'd be good. Because we're about to head into season five, yes. guys, of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We're getting there. So listen out for the next episode yes. because we're doing episodes one to three of season five. Yeah. Love it. Jake and Rose have just been sent to prison. They have. So what is so going on in their minds? Let's um, get buckled up for that one. Yeah. Caitlin. Yeah. Um, one question. Yeah, what's up? What's Wondle plus Wondle? Toodles!